Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. I mean, we got... It was weird. It was a slow week, and then yeah. every everyone dropped some dates. Totally. Totally. Lots of dates were dropped this, this the last 24 hours or so. It's whenever you think things are kind of slow and, and, you know, typically this time of year, you, you, you have the upfronts for all the networks and they've gone to virtual releases and, and announcements. And yeah, we got quite a bit. So this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I D- doom patrol really kicked us off with yeah. their announcement of they're going to finally drop season two on June 25th. Thank God. Yes. You know, we have lo- lost so many summer shows between Krypton and um, I had blanking on a few others, but yeah, I'm, I'm just relieved to hear that this will be a summer release. Uh, I am too. I was so worried that they were, had not finished production because uh, I know they were filming and, you know, all things went to, shut down due to, to COVID and I, you know, and it was, and this was one of those shows that I hadn't heard any news about whether or not they had, had were able to finish or, or what. And then of course we got the news about HBO max uh, mm-hmm. and that season two was going to be on it, but we didn't have a date. Mm-hmm. And, and the questions about, well, is it going to be, is this mean to end the DC universe or, or what? But, Yes, yesterday we got confirmation that season two is indeed starting on June 25th, and it's going to be on both D- DC Universe and HBO Max. So, mm-hmm. uh, so for us folks who uh, still are holding on to that <laughs> to that app, and because they love it for the comic content and other things that are on there, you can watch it on there. For folks who are planning on subscribing to HBO Max, you'll get it there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anything DC does will ever truly die, as we got a really unexpected announcement this week coming from DCU as Swamp Thing rights are acquired by the CW, and they are primed to air episodes in fall 2020. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, when I first saw this news, I, I was I was super ecstatic because I was like, yes, you know, they're going to possibly create new content with this show because it, it it did get unceremoniously canceled before mm-hmm. the the first episode even aired, which you know t- obviously took a lot of sales out of people's uh, backs as far as just trying to even bother watching with this show. And I'm glad we did. Uh, because really those first seven, eight episodes were just really, really strong. And it was a, it was a really, it was a really great series that was cut short too soon. And, and of course, as we've talked about before, um, you know, you could tell uh, that they had had to wrap things up, but um, yeah, it's, I think I'm glad that it's going to get some extra exposure this fall. Uh, given that the CW is uh, you acquired it and some other shows to basically fill content because everything's been shut down for the last two and a half months or so. So, um, yeah, people should definitely check it out now that they have the opportunity, especially if you didn't, uh, if you turned off, say, the DC Universe app after, say, Titans or Doom Patrol ended last, last year. 
Yeah. I, I think great's a strong word. I just remember um, it grew on me, pun intended, and it also <laughs> ha- had a lot of potential going into yeah. that final episode. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested and curious to see what will CW do with it? Because there is a touch of CW glam or CW vision where they they will change some elements that shows very tried to veer into horror. Yep. Um, granted, I don't think it got to a point where it, it's unimaginable to be on CW, but it it definitely was more mature than yeah. shows we're used to on CW. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll, I will. Yeah, we'll, we will. I'll see how they clean up some of the dialogue and stuff because, yeah, since it was a streaming show, it definitely, it, you know, definitely didn't have family friendly language. So it, it'll definitely be a nine o'clocker on the CW, and uh, but I, I'm sure they'll 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 clean it up, like you said, because it did veer into some horror and did have some pretty um, more graphic violence that you're used to that on your typical CW Arrowverse show. So, uh, yeah, but I, as I said, I think it's good that it, it'll, it'll get a wider area and maybe it'll give it an opportunity to get picked up for, you know, maybe enough interest will be there for uh, a season two and, and hopefully it'll continue that storyline that was established. Yep. Uh, speaking of other pickups and some shows stuck in limbo, it's so funny to me because neither of these two announcements do I even care about or am I interested in. And it's just, I'm t- I'm almost tired of these worlds, but we did get confirmation that Batman and, or Batwoman and Superman Oh, that's what that is? Oh, I thought you were doing the Lois and Clark thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. That too. Well, it's, it's, they're interrelated. They're interrelated, so. They are not interrelated. Well, oh, they're interrelated in the sense that. He does super- because he knows I don't read the rundown before the show. And when he <laughs> adds stuff, I don't read it. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, got to keep you on your toes, Sarah. Got to keep you on your toes. So, I'll take this okay. one, so. No, (laughs) let me finish my my rant. You always come back, okay? All right. So my point is we got confirmation that Lois and Clark has been picked up and their episodes will start start airing in uh, 2021. January. Yep, in January. Yeah. January 2021. Yep. And then Green Arrow and Canary still remain in limbo, but all signs point into that show to air in 2021 as well. I just, I'm I don't so think so. I, I mean, if they do, it's going to definitely, it would definitely be like a, a mid season pickup because, or late season, or maybe if they depends on how they end up structuring the fall season. So part of the uh, announcement today is Superman and Lois being picked up for, well, it was, we knew it was going to air, but it was, but, the first 13 episodes are going to start airing in January when all of the shows for the CW uh, will return. So if the flash black lightning, Batwoman and Superman and Lois will be the first slate of Arrowverse shows that will, that will air. And then uh, Supergirl and legends of tomorrow will be a mid season 
shows. So I guess I assume midseason with the adjusted rollout, it'll probably be, I guess, late spring, early summer uh, yeah. rollouts of those those shows. And then, you know, we don't know the number of shows that are going to, if they're going to continue to be a you know, 20 plus season order, or is it going to be less? I mean, we know the Superman. Less. Yeah, we know Superman for certain is only going to be 13 episodes. Uh, but the others, you know, will probably will most likely get adjusted, I would think. Uh, especially if they try to get things resynced back up to uh, October rollout for. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I think that's what happened with the writers' strike um, over a decade ago. Is that they? A lot of those seasons were shortened, and then to get everything on track, you you kind of have to just suck it up and deal with it, and be like, okay, so yeah. this is the new schedule, and this is how we're going to fix it. Um, it. It makes sense. I mean. There is a production that goes on. There are a lot of moving parts to these shows, and and we will get into it in a moment. But I think there are good pros and cons to these shortened seasons, and mm-hmm. the, their ability to really get some of these shows back on track. Supergirl, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> this season has been rough, really yeah. rough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank God, Melissa is pregnant. Um, not only because of just the genetics birth and gift that her and Chris Wood will give to the world. <laughs> yeah, that's, that kid definitely won a genetics lottery. <laughs> <laughs> and will probably win the talent lottery with all the things they can do. Yeah. But I just, um, I think that those writers really do need to take a break and a step back and figure out what they want to do with this character and this story because it is they keep every other season hit and miss we talk about it all the time so yeah, yeah uh, they definitely yeah they, that, that extra yeah that extra time will help but also um related to the the, the rollout of these schedules you know we did get you know since we've had these huge crossover events the last few years um one of the things that also came out of upfronts today is that uh, batwoman and superman will have uh, uh, be the crossover event this year. And of course, with these crossovers, even if I think they were, I think from what I read in deadline is it's a two hour event, uh, I guess it reminds me a lot of what was done with flash and, and arrow when they did the, the very first crossover. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, and no of these shows, they'll, they'll probably have a little sprinkling of other folks from, from the, some of the other shows since they're all now on earth prime. But uh, but it's definitely not going to be the the mega mega event that we're we've gotten accustomed to with the last couple of crossover events. Yeah, it's also I think just a slap in the face of Supergirl. Yeah, I, yeah. I when I first read it, I was like, yes, I, I read Supergirl, and then I said a Superman, and I looked at it again. I was like, oh yeah, it's it's yeah. uh it's Superman light. <laughs> It just it, it just pisses me off because the more I think about it, this is exactly why I'm not excited about and I'm gonna call it Lois and Clark. Um okay. I am I'm just annoyed because everyone from the previous crossovers, anytime that Kara and Kate would interact, we're like, oh my god, these are awesome moments. And then and knowing that now with Oliver off the table and Barry is priming himself up for an exit too 
these are now our two main heroes. Mm-hmm. Yet, and and I I also understand Melissa's pregnant. She's going to be on maternity leave, the scheduling and all of that. You got to bring in this magnificent character, larger than life, aka Superman. Super Batwoman has had an amazing freshman run, mm-hmm. but it just it just you know we're we're always gonna wonder how that crossover would have been different. Yeah, would have um, would have worked differently had timing just been on Kara's side. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I, I completely agree. But, you know, but I don't have the hand. I'm like, okay, they, I guess this shows how they are really transitioning Batwoman to possibly be the, the, the feature show mm-hmm. in, in, in the Arrowverse and, 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 and basically use that character to, to prop, help, help establish, uh, a character who's who's I mean who's been around. I mean it's it's not like this version of Superman hasn't been a, around with us, but now he's they're anchoring they're they're headlining their own show. So um, to make us care, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, we, yeah. we have to. There has to be something that makes them that care. All the renditions that we've seen and all the comparisons with with Kane and Kara that was easy. Well, yeah. It's not that they're having a Batman TV show. It's that it's Batwoman and this is Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that we're having a Clark Kent. Oh, wait, we are. <laughs> <laughs> TV show. <laughs> this is Kara. This is Supergirl story. <clears throat> so, so I again, I think it makes sense. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to try to keep an open mind about it. So, but, My yeah. mind is closed this is literally covid card anyways uh, one more announcement and we can quickly skip over this why will continuously insert star wars information into the rundowns when this clearly our arrowverse discussion time i don't know but you want to yeah well because this go ahead go ahead no go ahead no, I, 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 there is a tie, and when you when you share it, you, people will understand it. I don't understand it, and so I'm very curious how he's going to make this work. And I almost dare him to try to figure out a segue from this topic into the actual discussion of any of the shows. But <laughs> um, it has been confirmed that Katie Sackhoff joins The Mandalorian Season 2 because... You know, she was in Star Wars, Clone Wars, character Bo-Katan, Imaland... Um, seriously, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> a warrior. I'm just going to say that. A that Mandalorian warrior. Not just a warrior, but a Mandalorian warrior. Who I, I, haven't, I haven't watched Star Wars, Clone Wars, I'll freely admit. But there was a tie-in from, from, what, I, from what I gather from all the fans out there with, with the Darksaber that we saw at the end of Mandalorian season one, uh, the storyline with Katie's character uh, is tied to to that uh, the dark saber. So they're bringing the the comic action universe to the live action universe, and 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 I threw this as a bone to you, Sarah, because I know how much you how much you really like Katie Sackhoff and your Battlestar Galactica connection, and she is connected to the Arrowverse because 
she was in the flash so that's why it still is in the rundown i didn't think it helped so speaking of flash the flash aired their finale this week (laughs) yep yep they did it is their finale right It it was their finale I can't keep up. This felt like an epilogue. <laughs> this was an epilogue finale. It was a let's wrap this up, set the reset the table for next season. I do applaud them for the big risk of leaving Iris in the Mirrorverse. Um, a silver lining, if you may, for having a shortened season unexpectedly is um, they had to cut it off there. And so... We still don't know how or what it'll take to get her out. They also did a good job about having Eva miraculously. And I'm sorry, Will. I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. I was thinking about this last night. I was all prepared and then you canceled on me. But did I miss something? How is it that she suddenly is no longer tied to the mirror first? So... She so that was the utilization of Bloodworks. Um, why Mirror Sing? Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. So that was the thing that stabilized her, that she could cross the threshold. Okay. Got it. Yeah. You know, I, I as soon as I wrote down that question, a few scenes later, I thought about that, but I still wanted to pose it because this is the thing about this season. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot mm. of stuff. And and which makes me lose track and get bored easily and not really pick up on those those finer details about when when people are suddenly stabilized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're unstable. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this 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 was all in the in the last 3 weeks of the uh, of the of the run. When they came back from the COVID break, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, so that was that, I think that was not last week's episode, but the weekend prior, the week prior. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the finale? Well, you know, given that it wasn't written to be, you know, it was, it was, you know, they always have like these these arcs in their seasons, and so this one. If they had been able, if they had been able to do the full twenty-two, this would have been like the that last little late April or I guess early April like cliffhanger, mini cliffhanger, so that they'll take that week or two break to do that last four episode run of of the show, and so how they had to handle the situation. I'm glad that this episode was the finale for this season versus last week. Because last week's episode, what you know, it just really just just kind of meandering, didn't carry forward the story some, but it was just like you know we talked about as we talked about it was, uh, you know, it was a lot of Oprah moments and just really would have been very, you know, very uh, if they had ended on that note and we don't see anything again until January. Mm-hmm. This episode, like you said, you know, we we both were hoping that they would take some type of creative risk and keep Iris, you know, not have that resolution of like, oh, we saved a day and she's back and we had this grand reunion and everybody's happy. And then, you know, in a typical Flash fashion, there is still, there is always something that happens that 
that that may put a damper on the you know good feelings where those Nora you know fat paper I think you know, dying last year or and, and other things in the past I won't I won't you know, belabor that point but you know the fact that we do you know have Iris I don't know if she mastered the mirror verse and that was her way of you know, if that was manifesting itself as far as, you know, that's what happened with Eve McCulloch whenever she first got, you know, as she had the uh, brain things change and, and how she learned how to master the mirror verse and was able to create all these replicas of, of, you know, of duplicates and, and put them into the, into our universe, into the earth prime universe. I mean, I think that's probably something happened like that with Iris. So I was glad they did that um, and, and and ended it that way. So we, we do have that open in a question of like what really what happened to Iris. And it does give us something to look forward to going into season seven. And I, I, and I think I think I read somewhere where, um, you know, the showrunner, Eric Wallace, said they, they they're going to continue this story <laughs> in, in, into season seven. So, you know, they I think they'll. You know, I think they pretty much had episodes twenty. Um, they were they were in a process of shooting it, so uh, I'm sure they'll you know do some tweaks to it. And you know, like <laughs> reminds me of like Titans, where the finale ended up turning into the season premiere. So, uh, so we'll see that happen with this show. Uh, as far as uh, show that was in the middle of a you know in a closing out of the season become the premiere, right. um, and. So I, I like that about this episode. I, I I I really knowing going into it, knowing that they had to make this work as a finale. I I I adjusted my grade grading of it accordingly, and so I give them a plus for for how they how they ended it with with Iris. Um, the Sue story I thought was finally made sense for why all the things were Thank going you. on that that came out of nowhere like i i was i was finally interested in that storyline and yeah. i'm like oh my god this makes sense yeah. i i completely forgotten about the blackmailing and everything but mm-hmm. and we we all know why and we've griped about it multiple times but i finally like that part and the weird part of it all was we went from last week's episode where Ralph was all about Caitlin to this week. He's all about Sue. And I'm just like, dude, yeah. <laughs> what a player. Jeez, make up your mind. Cisco didn't appear at all in this episode, right? right? Because he's, he's off in Atlantis. He's off in Atlantis. Got it. Um, another question. Yeah. So there's still the issue of Barry losing his mm-hmm. speed force. Mm-hmm. Okay, he did a lot of running in this episode. <laughs> he did somehow. Somehow, this 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 the gas tank is you know somehow it, even though it's like right right there on E, somehow he hasn't gone completely to E and and run out. You know, it's just like you know, it's not like a whenever, thing. Bill. Not a thing. If it's on E, it's on E. <laughs> well, so you know, you have, you have that little red mark before you get to E. <laughs> I've never been there. I've never been there. It just. That yeah, I'll tell. I guess I'm telling on myself, but <laughs> I've been there yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, uh, it, it, see, 
It, it really bothered me throughout the entire episode because I just, we spent a few weeks where, well, technically we spent half of the season worried about Barry dying, even though we knew he was not going to in the crossover. And then we spent the next half of the season worrying because he was losing his speed force. And then in the finale, suddenly, I don't know what they did, but that was not a concern. I think there was one mention of it. And it was really brushed off, and that that irritated me. That's like my biggest nitpick. Well, technically, no. I have one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you always have plenty. Don't, don't say there that. was there was a very odd choice in terms of editing, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was in during the fight sequences. They did some split screens. Yes, uh, that's the one thing I did not like. I, yeah. Thank you. It felt so out of. I just. I get what they were going for because it was very reminiscent of actual comic book panels. Yeah. To have like different points of view being played out all at the same time. But it felt so dated. And especially in combination with the music that was played. Yeah. Yeah. I had vibes of like Angwee's Hulk. And I didn't. and, And that was one of the things that frustrated me about that movie. And. And and you're right. The music was just off, I, you know. And I and I get that they, you know, they had teased this great grand fighting sequence and stuff. And I will I will give it props with the effects team of of with Ralph. I mean, they really did do some fun things with with his character and and the fights and stuff. So there there was that positive piece to it. But the split screen stuff just really just did not work for me. Yeah, yeah, I that that, I, that it 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 just was distracting. Um, and <laughs> then again, I couldn't help but think to myself, why didn't they have whoever edited Batwoman's fight sequences? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's James Bamford over here now. Jeez, <laughs> oh but but I and and I don't. I don't want people to get discouraged from being creative and trying new things because I think that's the beauty of having 23 episodes. You get to really a chance if you want to, to push the envelope and to change up things. But that was not a good choice in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, it was a risk. Uh, you know, I, I, I give them props for taking the, taking the, the creative chance there. And I don't know if this was, I mean, I think, I don't know, I can't recall if, if it was something that was already had been planned prior to the, yeah. um, it being made the finale or, or, or if this was, you know, scripted like that to begin with, but yeah, it just did, you're right. It, it felt very dated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was my biggest nitpick of the episode as well. Yeah. Um, so moving on, Supergirl had its penultimate episode? They did. Okay. <laughs> they did. You're on track. You're tracking. You're tracking. <laughs> so there's, there's one scene that I really want to talk about first. Okay. And it's the scene with Lex and Lena. Okay, good. That's one of yeah. 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 And I think we're going to have very similar points that we want to hit on this because I... Going into that scene, 
it, it felt very like, yep, okay, so this is what's going to get Lena back on Kara's side. I get it. She finally sees the light. Uh, we knew this was coming. It's a bit rushed. Um, but what really made it stand out was John freaking Cryer, yeah. who raises his voice to a point where Lex Luthor is a very good manipulator. He's very calculated. So there is a fear of him with deception, mm-hmm. but I've never, I've never viewed that character as someone to be really afraid of because of maybe some physical action or or something something else. Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment when he yells at her, I I was scared. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I. He stayed both, both John and Katie McGrath sold that scene completely believable. And I mean, that's really the first, I think, honestly, that's probably the first time I've actually had an emotional like response or action, reaction to something that's happened on Supergirl. In, in a in, while. <laughs> yeah, in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, where I actually cared and got me like, because I, I mean, I'll just be honest. I mean, I was kind of like, as this episode was progressing, I I was kind of not fully engaged with it, and then that scene happened, and I'm like, all right, I whoa, I yeah, because because and and I'm sure that there was a sound effect. I'm sure that wasn't naturally him, just because the way they made that ring out, mm-hmm. and this is the thing about Lex Luthor, he wants god-like abilities he wants to be superman he wants to be that that hero and the way his voice raised it was so thundering yeah that you felt that and you felt that rage and you felt that you shall obey and and everything and and i just it was such a beautiful moment as well as terrifying mm-hmm. that i mean that just as to your point saved the episode because let's talk about some of sarah's other points <laughs> <laughs> let's do that let's do that <laughs> i have a great Dickie. rundown yeah, yeah but let's get to the other things <laughs> but but there were some other things happening. Um, so at one point during it, I wrote, anyone get a D-level version of Indiana Jones from this episode? <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Probably more like a negative D or E. Yeah. Um, what else? I've, I've heard something else on here where I was just, oh, yeah, the DEO is destroyed. And now suddenly I feel like I'm watching Power Rangers. <laughs> because then. In all of the classic Power Ranger episodes, their main point of contact where Zordon was mm. always got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some very big episodes where it always was like, well, now now what do we do? What about Zordon? And I- <laughs> big, yeah. <laughs> Next episode, it's all perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the Enterprise in Star Trek. <laughs> it just gets blown up and then they got a new one in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this the the other ninety percent of this episode was crap. <laughs> well, here and it's, it, this is this gets to what we've talked about and why we bailed on the show earlier in our in our season of reviewing Arrowverse shows. 
I this this it's, this show is is so schizophrenic. It doesn't mm-hmm. know what it wants to be. Is it focusing on Leviathan or is it focusing on Lex? And yep. and, and and if you because they're trying to interweave these things together, and the, and also don't and also the whole VR stuff. I mean, in the and how technology is supposed to you know the dangers of of overexposure to technology, and I'm like. There's all these disparate parts, but no overarching thread that, you know, as you said earlier tonight, they need a break to to figure out how to do a through line throughout the season. Because even, I mean, to go back to the Flash, yes, we had Crisis as the overarching thing, but, you know, they, you know, to their credit, one of the, the things they did well this season was integrating 6A villain, Bloodwork, Back into six B and it and it and carry things forward with the true villain in six B, yeah. which was Eve. This I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. You you, you get uh, Mitch Pileggi's character back. I can't remember um, the uh, who was he and Brandy were having their interactions, and and then Sean Austin just randomly appears, and I'm just like, oh, Sean Austin. Correct me. We've never seen him before, right? I, I don't. I don't think so. That's just it. I was like, "Oh, this is a nice little guest run." I mean, Sean, he's, he need a paycheck this week or what? I mean, but it, it just it just seems like a lot of stuff all over the place. And I know I sound like that as I'm as I'm analyzing and critiquing it, but that's just how this show has been this season. Except yeah. for one. Except for the only constant has been Lex and Kara and Kara and Lena's. You know friendship issues and breaking down and and like you said and and yeah and then of course we had the moment this that happened in this episode that pushed her back to Kara and say I'm sorry I was wrong you're right but I loved I I will really well acted scene it was I was gonna say I mean Melissa just like yep yep mm -hmm, yeah but yeah just keep just keep keep apologizing I yeah but that was that was another pl- highlight of the episode as well. I mean, well, th- no, I I say wow because I know you've always been probably more critical than me of that storyline between Lena and Kara because it, it it's one that can also go to the very melodramatic, and I do agree. I think the first half of the season, we kind of fell off the show, and then we came back mid-season after Crisis to see the ramifications. And I do think part of the reason why we're still covering it is because of Lena, Kara, and Lex, the unholy trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it is, but those, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and they've also made it work. Um, yeah. With every all the nonsense that is going around them, that manipulation of the situations, and also just Kara and Lena really being able to naturally navigate what Lex is kind of throwing out them and getting in the way, but their real selves and their real friendship still stands mm-hmm. and people fight people yeah. in arguments, misunderstandings guys, news alert th- that happens in real life too. Yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> um, but, but I think that a true test of friendship is when you are able to 
come back and be like, you know what? I was completely wrong. You were right. How can I help? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like that even though, I mean, we knew it was coming based on everything that happened in this episode. And, and to your point about all of the different things they tried to do, <laughs> I forgot about Lena's experiments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh yeah, the back in the prison guys the experiment. Yeah. What was that about again? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know because they use all this stupid science language and Granny is another one who's Mm -hmm. interesting because I go back and forth on that whole angle. I, and, and maybe it's because I'm a big fan of Krypton. If you've never watched Krypton, please watch Krypton. It's been canceled, but those two seasons are really, really good. I'm still not over it. Will. I'm not either. I even tw- yeah, I even tweeted from our show account. It's like, come on, CW, do it. I'll be happy. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Brainy needs his own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but because I was really when they first had him remove his um, adapters or whatever you want to call it. I guess inhibitors. Inhibitors. Call. Thank you. Yeah. I was close. Um, I was really interested because I wanted to see him go real dark. And he's gone dark, but he's also remained kind of neutral. And and so I guess there's a commitment issue from the writers that bothers me. Very similar to what they did with Caitlin Snow on The Flash. Yep, yep. It's, you, you know, that's a great parallel. That's a great parallel because that, I'm, you're, now that you pointed out, I, I totally see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think about it until this moment, and it just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. crap. Poor Brainy. Poor Brainy, yeah. <laughs> not going to make it. <laughs> They're going to ship him up to the Arctic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. I, and and, it, and I, I just think that we all need to remember, we know that this show, this series, has has a very standard one season is good, one season is bad kind of ratio. Yeah. So I I do I'm very even though I'm frustrated this season, I am also very still hopeful for the next season that we're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe it's already at season six as well. I know. That that I was thinking about that too. I was just like well, this show still feels so young and new. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, man. All right. So that leads us to arguably my favorite show on this rundown, as always, uh, Batwoman, which also, this was the penultimate. <laughs> it was the penultimate. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm so curious about the finale of the show because I've gone into the last two episodes thinking it was the finale. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to get off, get out my gripes first. I'm going to do the reverse of what we just did with Supergirl. All right. I never want them to say the word hush on the <laughs> show ever again, Will. Ever yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> well. I don't know what I don't know if I can promise you that, but go ahead, continue to gripe. 
such that that is my gripe. I'm so annoyed. You had me so excited for this character and for this turn. Yeah. Yep. And they kill they just they they ruined it within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> it did. And I, and and you know, I was hopeful for this character too because you know, and that and I have to remind myself these are adaptations. And so in this show in the comic, Tommy is in many ways Batman's mirror as far as, you know, the rich playboy and, and some of these things and 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 ends up being hush and has very similar skill sets as far as being an equal foe to Batman. Mm-hmm. Here, he's just a henchman of Alice. And I have to remind myself, this is, you know, he's going to be a henchman here. For Alice to achieve her goals of, in this case, getting getting Fox's journal. So yeah, I was I was disappointed by that, and I'm hopeful that you know if he does show up again, he doesn't sort of become this kind of almost you know almost not quite the villain of the week, but he was just a slight slight notch above your typical villain of the week, and uh, and how. They ended up using the character this week. Yeah, yeah, and and they also to that point used it in a way that made Kate look really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of time it took for her to connect the dots that Hush was connected to Alice killed me. <laughs> I'm like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Why is this taking so long? Get there faster. Get yeah. there faster. <laughs> um, but and the the good thing though, overall, that was my biggest issue with the episode is anytime they said the word hush, anytime they they made the investigation of who hush was and where he came from look like our our heroes were really stupid um but that was probably maybe 25 percent, and the rest of the 75 the rest of the episode really good i mean yeah, yeah. to your point about supergirl we suddenly find ourselves back with parker torres from a few episodes ago yeah, yeah. And it, and it, I was not distracted. I was not mad at it. It didn't feel out of place. I liked that it kind of allowed some levity with her and, and Mary both in the Batcave together. Mm -hmm. Um, we all know I love Mary. (laughs) (laughs) I like her. Mary's grown on me over the course of the season. I will free, I will admit she has. And, but I, and I, and I, to your point, uh, that 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 jealousy, like for real, you didn't tell me all this time, and yet you told a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was beautiful. I, I love that. That was just a great moment, and so in character, in tune with the the tone of of the, the of this show, this season, and why they're comp- when they do have those comedic beats, they 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 land most of the time. Right, and and it also, I mean, it's funny because it's true that they're. Mary, the reason why Mary's still a key character to have is because while Kate and Alice have their strained relationship as sisters, there's also the stepsister dynamic between Kate and Mary. 
And so there, there is this, which was another thing that was really interesting about this episode was, uh, I don't know why, and please don't make fun of me, Will, but I don't know why it didn't dawn on me, but I thought it was kind of brand new information that Luke, Kate, Julie, all knew each other as children. Yeah. <laughs> They've literally grown up together. Yeah, they, yeah, the bat, the bat, the bat family. Yep. For some reason, did not connect the dots until this episode. <laughs> it's okay. It's a lot going on. You had a lot going on. It's okay. <laughs> it, it just there. There was something, I guess, about the way they introduced all of the characters at the start of the season, where. It kind of felt like the Flash, where they were just thrown together, and and Arrow did that too. But no, these characters, because of their relationships between their parents, between their their cousins, um, they they have a lot of history. And I liked how, again, not mad at it, makes sense worked well because there was some really good moments between Kate, Julie, and Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know your thoughts on this, but I thought I really like that combination. And I like how this show continues to throw out combos of all of these characters that allows it each episode to remain f- fresh and yep. also interesting. Yeah. I, I, I did like that dynamic and, and, and Luke's reaction to, to Kate as far as with the being helped with being careless with, with the, with the journal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've gone to all this length to get this thing. And then, you know, you let your guard down and, and then it's basically and let it slip out. And especially, you know, given that they all know that it, the stakes of of it getting into the wrong hands, which it, it ultimately did. So, uh, you know, it, I, I liked that inner, you know, that th- there's that tension between and and like you said, like with Supergirl and and Kara and, and Lena. You know, I do like there's conflict among the characters, and and it can be done in in a non melodramatic way. I mean, I thought it was it was realistically handled with Luke's reaction and when he blew up a game yeah, about that. I, I like that Luke kind of spearheaded the the angst, if you will, mm-hmm. of all of the fallout of decisions made in the previous episode. Yeah. Because Kate screws up. Julie also is revealed to have um, keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. And it's really Luke who's looking at them and being like, WTF, guys. My dad died for this book. Yeah. What? And you're just throwing it out the window and you have all these plans. With Julie, um, we they they're really quick to make that mystery from last week yeah. resolved. Well, yeah. so That's, it's sort of resolved. It's sort of resolved. Yeah. We learn that she was doing it because she made a deal. Yep. A deal with Sapphire. Something. <laughs> Sahil, yeah, Sophia Sahil, and who, 
Yeah, and actually, you know, that was when Julia was, was Pennyworth was first introduced to us earlier in the season with the episode uh-huh. with that with the rifle, uh, with that rail gun. Uh, that was the first mention of that character, and then they for, fast forward to uh, the connection with the deal yeah. that she made, and and so so that was really yeah, I, I liked how they pulled they're starting to pull all those various threads together from from earlier in the season and and really building that narrative to of course now to next week's finale which um we will we'll get to see that and also it also you know sets up the care obviously the next big bad for season two yeah yeah well big bad ex-lover ex-lover i did some i did some research well you'll yep. be proud of me okay we're going to have a pirate next season. <laughs> yep, we are going to have a pirate. Yes, we are. <laughs> the crossover will be on a ship. Yep. <laughs> Going to Atlantis. <laughs> be on a ship. Oh, man. And, and you know, this goes back to the news updates. This whole thing about Batwoman and Superman um, leading the next crossover event. It, it makes sense with how they ended Batwoman in this episode. We, we find out through the book that at the end of the day, the only thing that will um, damage the bat suit is kryptonite. Yep. And, and, and it makes, I'm not saying that that part makes sense. I'm saying that based on the announcements this week, it's like, yeah, they, they've, they have not, they've gone into quarantine, but these writers and producers have definitely not stopped planning out their shows for the next few years. And um, that woman, Caroline Dries, you know, she just needs to start doing work for some of these other shows. <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she needs to be like, hey guys, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they start, yeah, they, they really have, like, uh, as far as freshman seasons, I mean, this is definitely, uh, it, it has, end, it, you know, I, I will freely admit that I was skeptical, I was not sure how it was going to go, yep. um, but they really have pulled together a very solid, a very solid first season, when, yeah. when I look at it as a whole. I mean, it did have some rocky starts, every, every series does. But uh, they found their voice, and they're sticking with it. And, you know, you're right. Uh, 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 you know, things have a funny way of working out. Last night I was, if we had recorded last night, I was saying that the crossover is going to be Super Supergirl and, and Batwoman because of the kryptonite, kryptonite connection. But actually, it's going to be Superman. But now, uh, because of the announcements today. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty cool Easter egg I, uh, that they that they did. Uh, and they tie it back, if you... If you look at uh, there's a screenshot that that um, you know ties back to the story about how they that they discovered the weakness to the back suit and uh, when if you look at the the journal article um, that Mary found the you know decoder glasses for um, you know it's a, it chronicles the story of Bruce and Rosal Ghoul and the suit of Sha- the suit of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, how Bruce came upon this suit loaded with so many Easter eggs in in, in that that screen that screenshot because uh, it also references Azrael who 
uh, is another character from the Batman universe and um, who, who who took over for, for Bruce when he was, I think, if I recall, who's, paralyzed who's gonna, by Bane. Who, who's going to appear on the show and just and constantly say, Azrael, yeah. Azrael. don't get me too excited will i'm always let down and disappointed with what they do (laughs) uh, yeah i hope well i'm sure but you know they did drop all those easter eggs for for no reason i mean this they're going to use all that stuff for at some point because it is such a rich history that that uh batman and and batwoman and that, that whole universe has so yeah they have a lot they have a lot they they have so much they can use there so yeah uh, yeah i i agree that i think um i still i'm still very curious about the finale not just so that i can finally say this is the finale but (laughs) also because part of the reason why season one the flash is the current best season of any Arrowverse show and yes I'm an Arrow fan but I I still think that season impacted me and I had an emotional response to it in a way I've never had before um especially the finale Mm -hmm. without the finale I don't think I would be saying that but that season one finale of the flash is a near perfect episode of television yep it is now, that woman, they've been consistent. They've been good. I've been really entertained. I don't know if they're going to still be able to hit me in that way where I'm like, this is a near perfect episode of TV. I'm also not going to be mad if it doesn't work because overall, I've really liked the story. I've really mm-hmm. liked the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, given that, it's, I hear you. And, Again, like I said with the Flash, given that I'm, I'm having to adjust my grading because again, this episode was not the episode this airing next week was not intended to be the finale. But, but like you said, I mean, if they hit those right right marks, then it will work well as a finale for this season. And and you know, it, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I mean, I'm just gonna, I don't think it's gonna approach season one level. It finale of the flash but um but i do think it will if 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 the, if if they carry forward what they did this weekend to next then i will be very satisfied with with how season one ends yeah yeah i agree and i i think it might approach it i don't think it will surpass it yeah. um but my final point is that um I think this is the only show that actually capitalized on all of the crossover fallout. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think that from what I've seen these last few weeks, it's also capitalizing on, on having a shorter season and being able to really effectively hit the landing. Because I will tell you <laughs> <laughs> these past few episodes, I'm like, this is penultimate. This is a, is this a finale? And I really like those episodes, but the longer that goes on, the more it gets tired and worn out. So I'm fine if it ends short. Yeah. All right. On that note, um, Will, where can our listeners find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. 
And you can find me at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Find us on Facebook, also on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.